Welcome to Elevate with Helena. This is a self-love and spirituality podcast space where humans can learn to love and accept themselves fully, unconditionally, and wholeheartedly. I'm Elena, an energetic alignment guide and a true heartist. I really do believe my mission is one of the heart, to embrace the emotions, the nudges, and the guidance my heart and intuition call me towards, and also encourage you to do the same. The wisdom you hold within you is unlike any other. Together, let's continue to cultivate our inner love, wisdom, and wholeness so we can pour more into the connections and opportunities we are meant for in this lifetime. Your heart is calling you back home. Follow the call. Welcome back to Elevate with Elena. I have such a special human with me here today. I'm so honored to have my sister, my friend, my love, Harmony Sunshine here today. She is a singer, songwriter, ceremonialist, facilitator, so many things. I can't even wrap it up, but I'm so excited to have her here because A, she's an incredible human, an angel, of a human that literally came into my life when I needed her most. So I'm super, super happy to have her here. And B, she's going to be one of the facilitators at the Heartistry Retreat coming up in April in Costa Rica with me. So it's kind of crazy. We actually just met like, I don't even know, like a little over a month ago, but I already feel like such a deep connection with her, like definitely a soul contract. And I'm so excited to share her story with you and also co-create this amazing experience together in Costa Rica. So Harmony, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Thanks for being here, love. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. And yeah, just so honored to get to share in this space and in this way with you and to connect. It feels like that type of connection where it's so new but so ancient and old and just like such a easeful remembrance and a safety and a sisterhood so I'm so grateful and yeah I feel like as you said it's like it's sometimes challenging to encapsulate yourself into a title and be like this is what I am this is who she is um but my name is Harmony Sunshine and that is on my birth certificate my given name and yeah my my life is really um these woven threads of leaning into how I may cultivate more harmony on this planet through sound and through somatics and through conversations and presence and heart space and shared community space. And yeah, really, really, truly deeply looking forward to this heartistry retreat. I feel like it's such a culmination of who I am and, and how I want to walk in this world and how I try and walk in this world and every breath is like heart and art (laughs) and like my (laughs) artistry is is my number one vocation and then how I can show up in every space from from the heart rather than the mind or you know any other place just how may I show up from here so yeah so grateful and so much resonance and alignment oh couldn't agree more and I'm going off of just what you said what would you say is the hardest to you like what does that mean to you since we are getting into this artistry concept for the retreat well I believe that each of us is inherently the artist and the muse of our own reality and Mm -hmm. that 
most humans have been, I just a generalization, we've been cut off from our creative capacity as humans. And we're often filed into like being created rather than being the creator. It's sort of that victim to creator consciousness threshold that I think a lot of us are in right now. And um, it takes a lot of radical responsibility and accountability to take that on and realize like, whoa, I actually have the opportunity to muse and be mused in every moment. And what do I want to do with it? Like, what colors do I want to choose? What texture do I want my canvas to be? How do I want to show up? Because that's going to create the, the landscape of my life. And so that's one aspect, like the artistry piece is that we're all artists. And as a singer songwriter, you know, sometimes it can feel like polarizing where it's like, oh, you're an artist and I'm not. You sing and I'll listen. And there's always a time to listen. And there's also a time to share for all of us. And art isn't just in the realm of the arts. Like art is in every moment. It's it's how we speak. It's how we listen. It's how we attuned to the reality that we're living in and how we react in every moment that's where our art lies at the core um so yeah that's the artistry piece and then the heart piece is like how deeply can I listen from the center of myself you know the heart is the the chakra center that lies in between the polars of our body so we have our root system and we have are more etheric realms and in between both of those in between the mind and the body is the heart it's the Mm. cohesive point where i i believe that the wellspring of wisdom exists i believe that when we come from the heart we don't have to actually have lived an experience in order to feel what that may feel like Mm -hmm. it's it's a certain sort of empathy that we all have access to um, but we can only get there when we reconnect to this space so it it starts for me at least with a deeper listening and and a deeper self-inquiry when when there's a reaction coming up Uh, for example I'll just use like a supercharged one because why not get into it yeah let's go if if I'm in nine o'clock traffic is nine o'clock I don't really know about traffic hours if I'm in six o'clock traffic and (laughs) somebody you know cuts me off in an unsafe way and then has some like gnarly like thing like I could sorry pardon my French I know where my initial human condition reaction is going to be really hot and um usually from a place of mind or from a place of body. So the body and the mind are both moving from often our our history of what we've known. And so it's often a trauma response and a reactionary way of being. And when I take that single breath, that one breath back and in, what does my heart say? Usually I'm like, bless this person, bless their safety, bless their journey. As, you know, cliche as that sounds, like, can I bless this person that just cut me off in traffic and know that it's not personal? Mm-hmm. And when we, when we move from that place of the heart, it's often a reminder that nothing is personal because we remember that we're so individual and that we are 
always coming from that place of like what we've known and so that person may be going through whatever they're going through we don't need to follow that thread too hard but it's like it's kind of obvious but it's wild how hard it is for us to actually meet it in that level of obviousness like it's it's kind of obvious that nothing's personal we all kind of know that at a at a human level like Mm -hmm. you know like take the high road or you never know what someone's going through like these cliches exist because they're real like cliche happens because it's repeated so many times like the phrase I love you is so repeated so many times because it's one of the realest things that a human can say and and there's always truth behind cliches I always say that right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so like you never know what someone's going through and to me that is that is the way of the hardest it's empathy and it's Mm -hmm. it's uh radical responsibility and creator consciousness from a place of loving awareness Mm -hmm so beautifully said I really want to kind of dive into the artist side of this for a moment because I think something that comes up and I don't want it to be something that you know steers people away from experiencing a retreat like this that's so based in artistry and like what it means to be an artist that leads from the heart I think like kind of what you were mentioning, a lot of people don't view themselves as artists. They don't think that they're creative. They've been, I don't know, conditioned or told that they're not creative or that they shouldn't tap into these parts of themselves. They need to do other things to be successful or whatever that may look like. So I would love to speak a little bit more to how this retreat is actually for anyone because everyone's an artist and a muse. And like, how can people like access this creative energy within them? How do you access that creative energy within yourself? Mm. (laughs) That part, that part being, oh, wow. Well, that's like a, there's a full spectrum in that question. So I'll kind of like. Yeah, take it bit by bit. (laughs) Yeah. So the first aspect is that we are all inherently artists and creators and so to sort of decolonize that phrase and the understanding of what that is, right? Like it's been perpetuated into like a lane where it's like, if you're not holding a paintbrush or a microphone or wearing ballet shoes, then you you don't qualify. <laughs> and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at children the creative adult is the child who survived this is one of my favorite quotes I totally just say that one more time say one more time the the creative adult is the child who survived and okay and we're just going to get a little quotey with it because I love it many many um ancient texts and prophecies and you know like profound teachings speak to the child who survives being the enlightened one. And as we're all on this journey towards um, cultivating more light and more understanding and more ease within ourselves, therefore in the world, sort of the journey towards enlightenment, I'm definitely not even remotely close at all, but (laughs) I definitely find my access points to that feeling as close as I have when I'm, when I'm connected to the child within and, you know, that looks like getting the fuck out of the way and allowing what you at five years old alone outside in the sandbox without even any other kids around what is it that you were doing I guarantee was something creative as a child our 
imagination is outrageously expansive. And to be a creator is to just be accessing your imagination. And what happens, right, is that imagination is inherently feminine. And it's really important as I go into the feminine and masculine to speak to this is not a genderfied feminine and masculine. This is an energetic. This is the polar energetics that exists. This is the duality, the energy the duality and energy that exists within all humans and all things like the riverbed and the river, like the imagination and the creation. And so we can't have one without the other. And imagination is very feminine in essence. It's beyond confines. It's beyond form. It's beyond structure. It's the realm of the unknown, which I also like to refer to as the realm of the muses, right? It's that void space where infinite unmanifest creation exists and then creation is masculine it's the bringing the muse into the physical it's the creating this idea into a real tangible experience and our world has undulated and oscillated between the two in the history of humanity and we've actually had a very deeply matriarchal time very 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 long ago and then what we're witnessing as a collective is the the rise of the patriarchy, which really took place in the rise of the Roman Empire. And with the patriarchy is this real emphasis on creation, but not creating from the realm of the muses. It's it's a patriarchy is the the hyper masculinity, and so we've really lost touch with collectively not individually a lot of us are tuning in and retouching those places but collectively as a human species we've lost touch with the balanced forms of masculine and feminine and so to be a creator <laughs> is to rediscover the realm of the unknown to be okay with not knowing and trust that from that place the deepest gnosis will emerge and this is something that i really love is the idea that wisdom is the only thing born from not knowing but we're so obsessed and fixated on knowing and creating from this place of really young energy collectively that we really have lost touch with you know like let it out I'm gonna swirl and play and paint and do what I want and trust that when it's time to eat dinner I will <laughs> and so yeah I think um the access point for all humans is that all of us were children at one point and if you were a child and you are an adult now, may we at least rekindle that flame of your inner child so that you can feel what it's like to truly trust your own inherent creative capacity to truly dance in the realm of the muses and listen deeper and sing louder and explore more with this sort of unhinged courage that children have. And so also, as we grow up, we start to develop an ego, which is our protection mechanism it's how we survive in the world it's our journey of you know I have a name I have personality traits this is where I fit in this is what's safe and that's really important we all need our name and our ego to survive in the earthly realms but then it starts to perpetuate and get inflated and bigger and have you know ways of being and relating that are quite divisive mm. and so I'm not here like dissolve the ego and, you know, become super fluid and just be a river with no bed. Like 
rise of the matriarchy you know there's so much like radical like let's do the opposite and I think what's so beautiful is like let's take what we've learned from both and bring it to the center point and so this retreat and this way of life and this way of guiding and inviting is really to move beyond that space of fear am I good enough is this where I fit in is what I have to say worthy and acknowledging that whatever anyone has to say is inherently worthy because it's their experience and whatever anyone has to sing is inherently beautiful because it's coming from a place of sharing and and being a human and so can we create places and spaces that are safe to express and this isn't a retreat where we're like you know come express your voice that will naturally happen that's what I do mostly is like help people on their journey of expression specifically in the throat chakra space but this retreat and this way of the hardest is much more about just creativity in essence yeah just being enlivened and inspired by the world and looking mm. at it as a child and feeling feeling it because like intellectually we can know all these things like that we are worthy and that we're loved and that we deserve all the abundance but like do we actually feel that and do we feel it in the world around us and with the people that we're coming into contact with in this world so Mm -hmm. I think that's it it's like the essence of like actually feeling that within getting out of the head the ego the logic and coming down into the heart and the throat and these like creative spaces that can create our reality that we're looking for that we're we're so desiring and that we are also here to be living in you know how how we were created to be so it's crazy I mean it's not crazy I always say this I say it's crazy but it's not because it's like super synchronistic I was going to ask you about ego of course and then you just brought up ego so it's just like showing that how aligned you are energetically and just connected so I'm happy that you touched on the ego too because I think that's important it's not about dissolving the ego but yeah how can we come more into the heart space and less out of the head because the head the ego keeps us safe in a lot of ways but also is led a lot by fear which you were mentioning yeah so totally yeah how can we come out of um out of the mind and into the heart Mm-hmm. how can we come out of fear and then back into love yeah yeah is this a prompt let's yeah so, let's, we can see where it takes us yeah we I just wrote this song I'm in a project with my dear sister Molly and it's these really prayerful invocation songs of the heart and it has a similar essence to Kirtan but we're praying to all that is and all that is within. Hmm. And one of the songs that we sing to invocate the space, one of the first songs we sing, it's called Mama, and it's a prayer to the earth. And the chorus says, bring our minds to heart, hands to land. Hmm. And to me, the easiest way out of the mind is to bring our hands to the land. And as we drop down, right, it's it's sort of a, a symbolism. There's a humbling, there's an off with the head that happens when you, you drop your mind to the heart and you, you look down and you bow. You bow to that which is beyond the self. Mm-hmm. And it's not, 
to me, it's like, can I bow to the natural world? Can I bow to the incredible macrocosm of microcosms of, of intelligence that is life form all around me? And this is really like, it's an interesting prompt because I think for every person, it's different. The essence points that that bring us out of that self-centered mind chatter and into that breath that spaciousness that heart that realm of the muses um and for me it's so deeply rooted in my connection to the earth and, the, and my connection to the land that i'm on because within that land lies all of the prayers that have ever been laid on that land mm. and all of the humans that have walked and stewarded and tended and danced and sang mm. on that land before you ever arrived there and so it also is the mycelium network and and when I bring my hands to the mycelium network and tune into the interconnectedness of all things, then I realize that not only am I a wave, but I'm also the entire ocean feeling myself as a wave and you're a wave and so-and-so is a wave and we're all also the ocean. And so it sort of reminds me of this unified consciousness. And when that happens, this kind of just sits down and gets humble because it's like oh wow I hmm. I know them just like a speck of dust <laughs> and I was having a conversation with a brother last night about this like we were talking about nihilism which is this idea that um, it was some philosopher who kind of was segueing to like anarchy with his with his ways of teaching and and his inquiries which is like we are on a giant ball floating through outer space with, you know, at thousands of speed miles, like it's just, we're this freaking speck of dust. And when you look at the history of time, if you even want to bring it to time, which is also just a construct, we are literally <laughs> a blip. And with that, it's like, nothing fucking matters. Like literally nothing I do matters. I have no idea what it's like, mm. what it's for. and and when we're in ego that's anarchy that's war that's like desire that's just like letting it run rampant because nothing has purpose anyways and you see a lot of our collective society operating from that place and to me one of my favorite theories and um i i ideologies is optimistic nihilism which is like okay none of this matters anyways we have no idea what we're doing here but we've been given the capacity to feel mm. come on to love to sing to like think to connect dots like freaking constellations in the sky like come on that's so incredible what a gift all that I can do is be humble and breathe and give thanks and explore and experience and expand like why not make it the most epic thing ever if none of it matters anyways mm. and the ego is so attached to mattering so attached to um, me versus them I'm more than you're less than this is it's like so polarizing and when you kind of come into that breath of like wow like it's all the same and none of it matters. It's quite quantum and a little bit overwhelming sometimes. And then I just <laughs> sauce up some optimism in there and I'm just soaring yeah. in a place of, of creating and making the world 
you know, a better place in every breath and every step. And sometimes that looks like raging. Sometimes that looks like digging a hole in the earth and screaming. Sometimes that looks like looking in the mirror and like looking at that part of me that's hurting and validating it and honoring it. You know, I'm not here to put a love and light bandaid on bullet wounds at all, but mm -hmm. I, I advocate for love and for heart. And I think that love is all encompassing and another brother yesterday. Oh, I wish I had it with me. He told me this quote that was from Nikolai Tesla. And it's something along the lines of like, when we separate our trials and tribulations from our love and celebration, when we try and separate the two, we are no longer human. And so, you know, it was Patrick, you know, Patrick. Yeah. He's <laughs> the other facilitator. Our, yeah. Hello. Our other facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so beautiful because mm -hmm. in this line of work, it's really, really easy to bypass. Let's just be honest. It's really easy to like spread love and light over the things that don't feel so good and kind of run away and then bury it in our bodies. And then all of a sudden have sickness manifest when we're in our forties because we didn't look at the rage, but we're like, wait, I've been living with so much love and like so much gratitude. And it's like, yes. And it all exists. And we, the feelers of the universe, have a full spectrum of experiences. And it's really important to validate all of those. And so what I do and what I think the beauty of this freaking dynamic team that we've created for this retreat is that we're not eradicating those experiences from life. We're empowering every individual with the tools to navigate those efficiently, with the tools of alchemy, of transmutation, of listening, of safety, of nervous system regulation. That's the next evolution. We're not here to like go from war and darkness into like all of, it's just not realistic. Eventually the rainbow bridge will get us there. I don't know if in our lifetime, but I'm here to build the bridge and that's the tools. It's like the, the, foundation of that bridge is like breath work somatics flow chakra activation dancing intuitive movement like all the full plethora surfing meditating you know raging into the earth crying <laughs> like all of it all of it is tools yeah. we get to we get to stack our people up with the tools that are non-violent mm, so many good tools Ugh. so many good tools it's i'm ridiculous. so so excited to just have this creation come together and get to be able to experience this as a team and i also am just like having this conversation with you it just it is so humbling to be able to like be in the space that we are in i mean yes we we guide and we lead and we we try to teach the things that have worked for us but I also feel like such a student in this and like learning from you and learning from Patrick and Conrad and all the people that are going to be there, like even the people attending, like I am a student to you too, just as much as we're teachers. So yeah, I'm, it's really humbling having this conversation and it's just bringing up so much for me and just, it, it allows me to also just like let go of the ego. I think all mm -hmm. of us, like that we just like put so much on our shoulders, like so much to carry, so much like to prove, so much to be. And it's like, just be yourself, like let go. Like we don't need to be perfect. We're students, we're teachers, we're everything, muses, right. artists, all of the above. So 
Yeah, that's kind of like to sum it all up. That's what I'm like feeling from you. And I think that's truly the essence of this retreat that we're offering for people. Like just let yourself be and like be in love, be in joy, also be in pain. Like let yourself just be in it all and accept all of it as part of you, you know? Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Mm, Let's just take a moment to breathe that (laughs) student teacher humble human essence in (sighs) so good so beautiful when you take when you take that pressure off to like know Mm -hmm. I mean for me that's the wildest thing it's like the less I know the more I know it's Mm We're we're literally just living, breathing paradoxes in every direction, and 100%. like, do what you haven't been taught, and you'll learn a lot. <laughs> like, I feel for myself at least, and that's that thing of wisdom. Like, I truly, humbly feel like I have so much access to so much wisdom, and it is rooted in the prayer and the constant inner mantra that I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And from that place, what comes is like, I'm, I'm learning. I'm sitting there like, what? Thank you, muse. Thank you, wisdom. Like I have a question. I often look to the teacher within that isn't how I'm living in that moment. And I have that self inquiry with, with the muse. It's not the self. It's the, the self that's in zero gravity, like just in the fucking void. And I'm like, Hey, like, what am I supposed to do if, if I feel like my boundaries have just been crossed? Cause right now the, the human in me wants to cross your boundaries, you know, yeah. like, and totally. then I just, and I listen as a humble student to that, which lies beyond my mind. And I find the answer. Mm. And we all have that within us. And I think that's the gift that I can steward is um, somehow I got lucky enough to to learn this tool from the way that I was raised, which was very outside of the confines of normal society and, and just listening deeper and, and learning from nature and from that which we can't see in the muses. And I'm like, to me, it does feel... Um, normalized in my life to have access to these spaces and what I'm learning is like it's being asked from me people are like yo where where did that come from I know you didn't live that I know you didn't learn that so how did that just come through and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm just a humble student to the beyond like don't you know just go listen and and so it's been really humbling to realize the privilege of the tools that I've been empowered with and in that is radical responsibility which oh I love this like um one of my teachers Marie Louise she's incredible um shout out she says that responsibility is our ability to respond and so I feel that we if you have the privilege honestly to be watching this podcast right now if we have the privilege with our laptops and our beautiful spaces like we have a responsibility excuse me if I'm not worried about my safety in this moment I have a responsibility to this planet and with that there's a weight right it's like whoa but what if I just want to chill and I've been like blessed with this privileged life and like what if I just want to like chill well first of all 
it will probably leave if you do that because you showed up with a mission to have this privilege and those who are listening are receiving even more support on the path of privilege because they're in service to the collective and so yeah it's it's not this responsibility that's like this weight on our shoulders but it's like oh, wow I've been given the gift and the ability to respond in a good way the ability and the gift to like spend hours in a day just in self-inquiry around how I can be the most radically authentic version of myself like I better get to it you know mm -hmm. and yeah that thread could just keep going but I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's mm. an answer yes. to wait no I, I love that the ability to respond I think is beautiful and I think it is important to talk to the privilege too I mean the privilege of even being able to attend like a retreat like this that's huge and if you have that opportunity to put yourself in a space like that and to let go of all other responsibilities and just be there be with yourself be present like that's even enough but like everything else that you could gain from it too, from all the modalities, from just being in that energy, from being around the other people that will be attending, that's also just adding on to that. So it's just like yeah. abundant. It's just abundant. The world is abundant. If you have access to these things, it's just abundant. So, yeah. yeah. I feel that so strong. And it's reminding me of this, this like little nugget that came through in one of the world catastrophes that is just one after the other. And I am a really sensitive human. I think a lot of us are, I mean, I think all humans are sensitive. It's just how desensitized we've become. Yeah. And I've had the privilege and the pain of staying incredibly sensitive. And so as there's so much turmoil on the planet, um, nonstop continuous, when I'm feeling all that weight, often I will like fall into guilt and be like just like weighted with guilt and like not knowing how or what to do and really just feeding this perpetuation of um, pain in my own body in resonance with the pain in the collective human consciousness body and I had this little like bing of like <laughs> transmuting guilt and grit to grace and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that that is actually one of the most impactful things that I can do for the planet and for the collective consciousness of all humans is to raise my frequency to a place of informed and integral gratitude and grace it's not to bypass this is a very fragile fine line because a lot of people are like on that bypass train of just like not even looking at it they're like this is too much for my system I'm not even gonna know what's going on in the world and I honor that I honor everyone and our unique path for me it's how may I be the most informed of what's happening and allow myself to feel that and then transmute that into gratitude because what it is is the reason that I feel it so much is because we are a collective consciousness just like the mycelium network under 
the ground that is connected to all lands and all waters everywhere. The human network of connection is the same. It's unseen, but there are threads of energy and a collective enmeshment of all humans, whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not. And so when you're sensitive and you resensitize yourself, it can be really overwhelming for the nervous system. You're like, whoa, everyone's feeling a lot. There's a lot in the world. I'm not just feeling myself anymore. And with that, it's like, what energy are you going to feed the collective? Because if you look at it as one being and you look at it through the lens of frequency, sound and vibration, which I believe Nikolai Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, look at those three things. Yeah, I just had that same quote. Yeah. Yeah, super powerful. So gratitude is one of the highest vibrations guilt is the lowest vibratory state meaning if i'm feeling guilt and you put a tuning fork to my body it is the lowest slowest grittiest Mm -hmm. vibration that exists in the realm of human consciousness and feelings i think it's like right above shame shame is the low of the low because you like actually like are taking on the identity of that right right, i am unworthy Versus like, I did something that was not worthy. Right, you're right. Yeah. So shame, guilt, and gratitude just are both G words. And I'm, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I love this kind of stuff though, too, the frequency of emotions. I'm like a geek out. (laughs) I mean, it's so fascinating. So yeah, shame and guilt, like that, just that feeling of deep shame and yuckiness. And so it's like, I'm still, at the same level of being informed, the same space of, you know, like understanding and even like, you know, whatever little things, whether it's like reposting or making the phone call to the government office or sending in money that you can afford or having the conversation or holding space for someone, family, like there's so many other things. I'm not saying like, yeah, just be in gratitude. And then like, you're clear if you're privileged, like, fuck no there's so much that we can do but for me at the core if I'm not coming at the collective consciousness from a place of like I am so grateful for the privilege to respond in a good way I'm so grateful for the privilege to like operate from my heart and not be in fear right now then nothing else matters if I'm donating money to children that need refuge from a place of fear and shame then that money as it is a form of energy and energy exchange is then carrying that frequency and the whole nucleus of the problem the whole infrastructure of the war is rooted in that in the first place of all wars everywhere there's not just one and if you don't know that you do now they're always happening all over the world there's so much suffering in every direction and we're like bracing ourselves and building this bridge to the new earth. And it's like, I'm not going to let my life be wasted on wishing that it was different. I'm going to be the change. If not us, then who, if not now, then when we are the ones that we've been praying for. This is a, I believe the Lakota peoples. And yeah, I really feel that like as one of the bridges here as someone who incarnated with this incredible privilege to be aware of my impact on the earth and like get to decide how I'm going to move you best believe I'm going to show up well informed and from very high frequencies Mm. preach it sister 
I love that. Preach it. Preach it. And thank you so much for speaking to that concept. I think it's been something that's been on my mind and on my heart as well. And I've had conversations with people about what's going on in the collective and in the world. And I think what always feels like the ultimate truth beneath it all is like, what am I actually in control of right now? And like letting go of all the things that I can't control and that are out of my range and not doing things out of guilt or because I feel like I need to do that. Like that, that, that energy, like you were saying, is just not the energy that we should be doing anything from truly mm-hmm. as humans, if we want to to make a change in the world. So it's like, okay, how can I actually give from a place of genuine authenticity of love, of understanding, um, of kindness, and like, how can I just give that out to the people that are around me? And right. so whoever, honestly, whoever's like in my like network, or whoever's getting to hear from me in different ways, you know, like, it's infinite. Yeah. But yeah. I think just showing yeah. up in that way and embodying that is like, mm-hmm. yeah, the way that feels like resonates the most with me. And I think just standing true in that is, yeah. has been helping me a little bit work through yeah. this situation that's happening, all the situations that are happening, constantly happening. So yeah, thank right. you for I, to that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and I really see that in you and yeah it's like the willingness to show up in service for free is also another concept where it's like the only reason that I truly feel good about having high ticket events or low ticket but ticketed energetic exchange where I'm in a place of facilitation and I feel truly in my heart, good and safe and in integrity um, in receiving for it is because I'm living a life of service because I'm showing up in that way in and out of those spaces. And mm, it's such a, it's such a tender place for so many people of like why should I pay to learn why should I like if we're really about spreading love and kindness then why isn't this stuff free and I again was in a conversation with one of my brothers yesterday and he was like wherever there's a lot of money you can just assume that there's bad stuff going on and I was like that's our collective understanding of the power of money. Mm. That's our collective understanding of this incredibly abundant, beautiful, energetic frequency is that it is only in the hands of those perpetuating toxicity on this planet. And so another one of my radical responsibilities is to completely flip that on its head and change that reality money and power are inherently pure they are just energy just like breath it's inherently pure but we when we get to hold it the feelers of the universe those with incredible immense power to choose where we want to direct our energy we then decide how what flavor what frequency it carries 
And so a lot of the people and positions of power are not perpetuating healing frequencies into a very sick realm. And it's just something to acknowledge where it's like, I remember being in this threshold where I was like, I don't want to pay my friends for their workshops. Like, first of all, we're all friends. And second of all, like, why should I pay for something that's so beautiful and like comes naturally? And it's like, no, I actually now I'm like, let me tip you. Like, let me feed that space with as much abundance as I have, let me pour it into the places that are making the world a better place that are making me a better place that are that are cultivating and perpetuating positivity and awareness and intentionality and growth into the planet. And so there's like this wild switch within my body. And I'm still in that threshold. But it's like it started maybe two and a half years ago, honestly, when I first moved to Topanga, because so many of my friends are incredible creators. And it's like, wow, mm. there's like a lot of ticketed pricey offerings happening all the time. And when I learned to, yeah, sort of reframe and like what I feed is what grows. I'm like, okay, actually, I'm not going to shop at these places where like, I'm never getting Starbucks again. And instead of getting Starbucks, let me make some cacao at my house and pay for my sister's offering because the price transfers over. And it's like reclaiming my abundance and pouring into myself and into my communities and into the collective in a good way. Mm. And so a lot of the times with these sort of events and offerings, like I think that's a really big, if not the biggest block, I think a lot of the times there's deep resonance. I know because I've been in it. I've been like, oh my God, I want to be there. Like my whole body is saying yes. <laughs> yeah. And I've been like, wish I could be there, but like can't afford it. Let me know if you guys do a cheaper offering. And like totally been in, and I, I use that mocking voice of myself, of no one else. If it's real for you, I fully honor that. Um, but for me, I'm just like, it was such like a young part of myself that didn't actually understand the laws of energy and money. And then it's like, when I learned to redirect it, now I invest in, in people's offerings and people invest in my offerings. And now the money is in the hands of the people doing good work. And I'm like, if you're mm. doing something good, if someone at our retreat is like, I have this desire to, you know, be a yoga teacher or, and I just did my 200 hour and like, I'm feeling nervous, but it feels like my vocation and my Dharma. I'm like, sweet let me hire you for a private during this retreat because I want to support you and uplift you in your offerings because I believe in your medicine and if that's truly what you're here to do and your body and your energy is saying yes then I got you even if I don't have the money you know what I'll spend my last dollar on someone else's mm. gift and know that it will come back around because I'm living in mine and so that's the other piece is like around abundance and scarcity is the more that we pour into ourselves the more we receive. And it wasn't until I started investing in a coach where people started investing in me as a coach. It wasn't until I started investing in these song spaces where people started trusting me to carry songs. And it's like this, it's such a simple algorithm, but we're so wired in a different way. Um, yeah, I know that was a little bit of a tangent, but it just, it no. just wanted the muse wanted to be spoken to. That and was like exactly what needed to be said right now. And you're just like such a, I was going to say a wealth, a wealth of wealth, a wealth of wisdom. 
You have so much just coming through you right now that needs to be heard. And I appreciate you just like letting that flow and letting it just take you where it needed to take you. Because I think that was like something that like I personally am in the the throes of rewiring right now myself and like knowing because I, I live in Costa Rica too. There's so many people here that are like healers and in this space and like want to do good for the world. And like, we want to support each other, but we're also in our own work. And like, how can we do both? You know, like, how can we do both and like have that abundance flowing like in yeah. our hands, kind of like what you were saying. So yeah, I think it's just such a, a great way to, to reframe it. And also just think about like the way that you intentionally spend your money and like invest in yourself and invest in the things that you truly think are making a difference and truly care about and are passionate about. So exactly yeah. like yourself investing yeah. in yourself yeah you. investing in in the the journey like mm-hmm. I think so many of us want to just snap our fingers and like because we're all collectively don't we all want to do that <laughs> snap right. my fingers and I'm like perfect already but no it's just not how it works <laughs> yeah and we're all collectively right now in in us I mean it feels collective because we're freaking saturated in it but in this, you know, collective consciousness, waking up spiritual sort of global family um, that we're all finding our way into, there's this, like, I have so much to share. There's this uproar and this knowing in our bodies of like, I have medicine to share. And it's unique to all of us. And that's, that's our art. It's like, whatever your dharma is, whatever feels like a full fuck yes, when it's coming through you, even if it's silent, is that's your art that's your artistry and so we're all on that but I think a lot of us don't want to go to practice a lot of us don't want to do the teamwork a lot of us are like well why should I pay for a coach when I when I know that I'm meant to be a coach and I'm like we need to sprinkle some humility into this collective crew because it takes a certain amount of devotion daily devotion macro and micro devotion to the journey to truly be rooted in our medicine and simultaneously so much of that journey is just being empowered to know that you're already worthy and in your medicine there's nothing to arrive to but it's like it's again a paradox (laughs) always (laughs) I'm a harmony I'm a harmony I'm a Libra named harmony and so like these freaking these sides of the spectrum they just they really get me going um but Yeah, I just think it's so important to honor the journey and to show up as humble students. And as a student, like the greatest thing your teacher can do is let you know that you're a teacher. But sometimes we really do need to invest in the space, in the classroom to be locked eye to eye with someone who we're like, I want to be where you're at. And for them to be like, you already are. Mm. But there is that that threshold of like investing. And yeah, the more that we wake up the more I mean I see it in myself all the time this like oh maybe I don't need to like pay for that because it's already within me and it's like then it's again that money conversation around like yeah but why not pay for more good in the world why not put my money there I'm gonna put my money somewhere because money too I mean this is a whole other podcast that we can go into but (laughs) I'll just go into it a little bit a little synopsis um (laughs) Money is living, breathing, 
personality entity of power and energy. And I'm going to call her her because my relationship with money is very feminine, ironically, but not ironically because it's a co. Um, <laughs> but she likes attention. She likes to be flirted with. She likes to be <laughs> shared. She's like this social butterfly that's freaking powerful. And she's like, yo, like, don't hoard me. Don't have some weird toxic attachment style to me. Like, I'll hold space for you while you do, but I'm probably not going to spend that much time with you if you're like super attached to me and super possessive. And so there's so, there's just so much wisdom in giving. The more you give, the more you receive. I give all that I have because I have all that I need and I'm open to receive. That mantra. Mm, say it is, again. I give all that I have because I have all that I need and I'm open to receive. Mm. So good. On repeat, on repeat. I mean, I kid you not, like I have been at a villa in the jungle with incredible humans paying the rent and simultaneously had a dollar in my bank account. Truly, like a dollar. I've also gone to a coffee shop and spent my last money on the person in front of me, bought them a coffee and then found a hundred dollars on the floor. Like mm -hmm. I really, and this isn't to perpetuate a lack of consistent revenue I really believe in stabilizing and anchoring so that you always have a nest egg and I think that that's a part of the evolution as we step more into abundance and as we grow into ourselves and what we came here to do like we all have such a freaking journey with money I don't care who you are if you have a ton of it if you have none of it anywhere in between you're on a journey with her yes. and so I'm not here to be like give all that you have and trust that like you'll find a hundred dollars and spend it all and <laughs> spend it. Like I definitely had that season in my life and I was held through it from practicing abundance mentalities. And cause I've had really great luck and been privileged in life. Um, and I am an advocate for altruism in all essence points of the word and what it means. And in this way of giving from a full cup, mm -hmm. even if, tangibly your cup doesn't feel full the tangible fullness will be returned when you give the last tangible that you have and I, I really believe that if you're giving it from a place of trust not from a place of thinking it's what you're supposed to do like if you're shaky in it don't do it but if you're shaky in it from here and not from here so from your head and not your heart yeah if you're shaky from it because your ego is telling you a story that is rooted in an old patterning that someone in your past life I mean, the early days of your life told you in your freaking freshman math class, then like get to here. If you're still shaky, don't do it because that's your intuition. But if here it's like full fuck yes, if money didn't matter and I trusted yeah, the right. laws of abundance, send it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I just need you to sit here and talk to me about money for days. This is so good. So much like, Let's do it. so Let's many do good it. nuggets. Like, it's just, I, yeah, I'm going to be re-listening to this myself. I think there's so much goodness to this. There's so much to be learned. There always is as humans. And I always. think the concept of money has been one where we have been led astray as a, as a collective. So I'm really happy that people are relearning the understanding of what money is, the energy around it, 
and how we can actually feel empowered with money and in that space. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, of course I could always like sit here and talk to you forever. Maybe we'll yeah, do another same. podcast. We'll feel it out. Okay. But let's, let's promote the, the retreat. Like who, who is the type of person we're looking for in this retreat? Mm. What do you think? If you're listening to this and feel a sense of curiosity of those little tingles at the tip of your toes and the tip of your nose and this like, huh, I wonder, then keep listening. Mm. And I think that this space is for the curious, for the one who knows at whatever stage in this process of gnosis that there is a child very alive inside of them and that even if that child is hiding and hasn't felt safe to come play that it exists and if you know this in your body and you know this in your heart and it feels like a deep longing and excitement then I would say follow that thread and if you're deepening into community or haven't even dipped your toe in but long for it then I would say follow that thread and if you are someone who used to draw pictures when you were a kid and has stopped drawing or hasn't shared your drawings with anyone in a long time, then I would say follow this thread. And yeah, it's for anyone and everyone because hmm. we're all inherently the creators and the muses of our reality. And if you're on that journey of remembering that, whether it's something you've already remembered and you're just like putting the pieces back together or you're like whoa this is so left field and this is like a whole nervous system rewiring like whatever threshold you're in on this alchemical process of coming into a radical creator consciousness then I would say follow that thread and it would be such a high joy to get to learn you and know you and empower you in your own vocation and help support you in discovering what you're here to create and why you're here to create and until yeah, I think and to love you yeah and I think I speak on behalf of all of the facilitators in that we are all here to um, empower every student to remember that you're inherently a teacher mm. and the greatest student is the greatest teacher. So I come humbly with the tools that I have in my toolkit. Like, hey, look at my screwdriver. What do you have? Whoa, that's super cool. Let's trade tools and show <laughs> each other how to screw it in. Like, that's what I'm here for. And I think that's who this retreat is for. Hmm. I'm going to set it better myself. You're the best. I think mm -hmm. if you are feeling that curiosity or having these little nudges, inside of like oh, I just want to know more book a connection call with us like there's nothing to lose you can you can chat with us get to know like what we're about what this retreat will be about 
answer any questions, any details, things like that. And we'd just love to connect with you and know you, like Harmony said. So that'll be in the show notes. Otherwise, Harmony, how can people connect with you as as a human? What else do you do? Share all the things. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I would love to to see you guys on connection calls. It's like one of my favorite parts of these processes is to get to like drop in one on one before the retreat. Yeah. And like feel like where everyone's at. Cause it's such an incubation. This this phase of curation of a retreat is like it's such a co-creation. So as the people who are there start to come in, then the the muse of the retreat starts to like show herself, his self, itself even more. And yeah, so I'm just like so stoked already for those calls. And Mm. um, most everything that I do is on my Instagram, harmony underscore underscore sunshine. And I'm a singer-songwriter. You can find me on Spotify and all streaming platforms. Um, that's my solo project, Harmony Sunshine. And then I also have another project that are in-person, beautiful prayer song spaces, which all the information is, um, yeah, on my Instagram. And I have a website that links to my one-on-one offerings. I do vocal activation, somatics of sound, and support people in opening up their throats through understanding their relationship to truth, integrity, seeing and being seen, listening and being heard, all the things. Um, you do graphic yeah. design. She created oh, our, yeah. our retreat website oh, yeah. page, which is incredibly beautiful. <laughs> I'm also a graphic designer and a website developer. <laughs> and, you know, just just a little kid surviving as an adult. <laughs> so, Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Find me on Instagram. Would love to connect with mm. any and all of you and just share the pulse. Really grateful. I'm so grateful, Harmony. Thank you for being such a light and for sharing all of your wisdom and your heart here today mm-hmm. and to whoever is going to hear it. So I'm, I'm really, truly grateful that you were an angel that came into my life and are here to serve the greater mission in this mm-hmm. world. So thank you. It's so mutual. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you. And just like that, you've finished another episode of Elevate with Elena. Thank you so much for being here and getting curious about your own exploration and self-love. How can you support this podcast? I would greatly appreciate ratings and reviews, letting me know what you're loving, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can best serve you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'm sending you all my love. And until next time.